Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. You're awakened from stasis early. There's a strange transmission coming from a nearby moon. On the moon, you find an alien spaceship. You're no professional party planner, but you don't think it's supposed to be completely deserted inside a spaceship. You roam its unsettling corridors, their walls alien and uncomfortably sexual. There's no sign of life anywhere until you find a room full of huge freaky eggs. Naturally, you touch one. A creature bursts out, latches itself onto your junk, then eventually falls off on its own. You feel fine. Just one of those days. Until some months later, a sudden discomfort in your nethers. Something inside you trying to get out. It bursts out during a business meeting while you try to downplay the sudden contractions and heavy sweating as just PowerPoint presentation nerves. As it leaps onto the table, glowing with unearthly beauty, biting through its own perverse umbilical cord, you recognise the thing staring back at you. The thing from inside you. It's not human. It's not alien. It's the gargle. The sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. All of the news, none of the politics. I'm your host, Alice Fraser. Welcome to the show. Your guest editors for today are Finn Taylor and Tiff Stevenson. Hello. 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 <laughs> How are you all? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong and powerful. How are you feeling? I want Finn to feel strong and powerful. Do you feel strong and powerful, Finn? No, I went to an antiques fair yesterday uh, in an airfield with a six-month-old baby, and I want to shoot myself in the face <laughs> still. That's your life now. Yeah, it is. It is. The the frequency with which I'm singing to myself, shoot me in the head, is really starting to make my wife worry. Um, <laughs> we've just moved house, and my wife needs more trinkets, apparently, so we're going to antiques fairs. <laughs> ah, OK. Well, I'm planning a wedding, so that's never not stressful, right? I mean, it could be as stressful as you want it to be. <laughs> Let's get into the magazine, but before we get into the magazine, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover model this week is a picture of the QR code for the geolocation marker for the server that hosts the NFT 
of the Mona Lisa. The headline reads, Heist this, motherfucker, and we're selling limited edition blank white t-shirts representing ownership of the idea of that slogan. The satirical cartoon this week is two people leaping nude out of bed together, having clearly been caught in flagrante by the returning business husband. The caption reads, Honey, it's not what it looks like. We're just conserving heat because of the cost of living. That's a joke so ham-handed it's definitely not kosher. <laughs> now let's get into the magazine. Our first section is our meat section. Tiff Stevenson, you've having you've been having to decide between meat and vegetarian options. Please explain <laughs> this awful story. I thought you were going to say I am the meat correspondent, which in many ways <laughs> before I was engaged, you could have called me that. I saw that there was a meat spill on the M80 and I was like is this in Glasgow or Cumbernauld? I just drove back from Scotland Monday. How come I didn't come across this? And then I remembered there are other places in the world. This has happened on the M80 in Melbourne. I imagine it's hot enough because it's it's summer there, isn't it? That is, I'm assuming this entrail mix, as I've renamed it, has become a pop-up offering burgers and spicy beef tacos. Because it's just a ton of like offal in the middle of the road. Apparently they filled up a trailer with no roof on it to the they filled it to the brim with abattoir waste and went, yeah, that will do. It's kind of like watching the Acorn Antique <laughs> sketch, two soups, but with a truck on a motorway. And so, you know, imagine you'd be driving along next to that and you just get some sloshing on your windscreen. Um, I feel like there's very little meat on this story, ironically. But, you know, <laughs> tell me your thoughts. <laughs> The thing that annoyed me was that it was all just loose. It's just <laughs> loose in a lorry. And it's like, hey, some of us have paid good money for that chum. <laughs> and it's just rubbing up against other people's deliveries. It's like, what the hell? I paid a lot of money for those entrails and you're just sort of slopping it around, rubbing up against the side of a lorry. You're not going to package it or anything? I pay for postage and packaging, and there's no packaging. <laughs> Just gets tipped through your letterbox when it arrives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, communal trough, a commemorative ladle, Tiff. Uh, ancient priests <laughs> used to spill entrails to tell the future, and according to this accident, uh, there's about to be a, a shortage in pie face. It's a very Melbourne joke. Pie face is the pie shop which has faces pies. on the pies. They, they, they sell pies with faces drawn on the top of them. It's... It says it's what it says on the label. Gotcha. <laughs> Advice for a meat spill, you know, when you're driving through snow, you have to wrap your tires in chains. When you're driving through this, you have to wrap your tires in bread and then <laughs> sop it right up. I thought it could be quite a good move from the the meat eating community take on these vegans at their own game for direct action. Just spill a load of meat across the motorway. And go, hey, Remember us? I don't really know what they're. I don't know what they're bargaining for, but it's um, it's a striking image. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like the activism might be going in the opposite direction of of look at this disgusting stuff. Surely you don't want to eat it, but maybe some people do. The thing to remember is in Australia right now it's very summer. It's very summer. I like that as a description. Yeah, but surely a horde of wild dogs would make short work of that spill. You'd have thought. <laughs> I mean, our, our dingoes are probably wouldn't. It? It'd, it'd be more like flies and then possibly other things that eat flies and then layers of things that eat the things that eat flies. At this point, it's not an offal. It's just a pylon. It's just an orgy. I think you could have a really good pie shop, right, and call it Pie Way to Hell. And then you just have them all be like ACDC themed puns, you know, for the, for the pies. You know, like a, do you do like an Aussie fry up in short crust? 
like a full in a pie. I'd call that chunderstruck. I'd also serve a chocolate milkshake me all night long, strawberry milkshake me all night long. And uh, of course, banana for those about to rock, we salute you, uh, milkshake. So yeah, I think that I, I, if I was going to open a pie shop, it would be an ACDC. Is there anything else on the menu, Tiff? What, apart from pies? Well, the milkshakes that I just mentioned. I'm just, I'm just trying to see if you've thought of a fourth pun. <laughs> I just like the food-based puns. If I had a fishmonger's, I would call it Silence of the Clams. I've seen a chip shop called The Codfather. I like the food-based puns. There's the Titanic, which is a Thai restaurant in Crouch End as well. I mean, all Thai restaurants in Australia have uh, Thai true. puns. There's Thai up. <laughs> there was a kebab van in Bristol when I was at uni called Jason Donovan, which I think... <laughs> I think we'll never be beat. There's Abracababra in Ireland. There's Felicity Ward's wow. favourite one, uh, which is Halal Butcher's called Halal Is It Meat You're Looking For. <laughs> Very strong. Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. They say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Can you think of a tastier way to stay unvaccinated? Apples, endanger your family. <laughs> <laughs> Two heads might be better than one, but not if they're smashed across the pavement in a wet pizza of brain and bone fragments. Now you can keep your head in one shape with helmets. Helmets. The skull for your skull. <laughs> and when civilization collapses, water will be worth its weight in gold. Half a glass of water, soon to be worth roughly $6,935. US <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Now it's time for your small dick section, uh, Finn Taylor. <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to unpack this story for us? That was cheap. <laughs> it was only because I did tiff for the last story. Genuinely, that was not planned. Sure. I didn't make the joke. I just left a silence for the audience so, to in- put the joke in themselves. So, yeah, there is a side effect of long COVID, ironically, <laughs> which is um, some guy has complained that he's lost an inch and a half of his dick after having COVID. And I read that and I was like, look at this f***er bragging. I mean, some of us don't have that much to lose. You're losing an inch and a half and you've still got a serviceable penis. Um, Did he just have a boner all his life up until COVID and he's never seen his penis unengorged before? That's possible. That's also possible. <laughs> but he uh, apparently it's a, very, it's a rare side effect that COVID can get into the tissue of the of the penis and, and scar it in some way and you can lose some length i'm intrigued as to where he's lost the weight 
on the peanut? You know, is it from the shaft? Is he now all tip? You know, <laughs> there, there are a lot more questions that I couldn't find answers to. Is he just a shower now and not a grower? He described it as such an odd description that men use for their penises because he claimed that he had an above average manhood. I've never like described my above average vag. Like I've never used that as a, I've never gone, oh yeah, it's an average. How do men know what an average is or above average? Well, the thing is, is that there seems to be an acceptance that every vagina is different and individual. And yet there is this, um, we don't, we don't hold dicks to the same standard, do we? We say they're either massive or tiny or average. Yeah. Three types, which is obviously not true. Just a, either a huge you know. throbbing member or a tiny chode, and there's no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always wonder. I mean, obviously, this story is disturbing. People are afraid of of the side effects of COVID, and and so they should be. But just the obsession that that men have, like no one. Just if you're out there, if you are a man, if you're seeking to impress, don't lead with your penis. Like even if it is a quote unquote above average, it's not your best feature. And the fact that you think it is is a sad indictment of your self-esteem. <laughs> like, back yourself to have, like, a personality or something. Mo- I, feel like, I feel like most of dating is a process of pre-apologizing for the penis, however good it is. It's not as good as a conversation. Send me unsolicited personality pics. <laughs> or isn't that just Twitter? I think Twitter yeah, that's is just a unsolicited, unsolicited personality pic. The other thing was in the, in the interview, in the article, he's like, hey, I'm a heterosexual man in my early 30s with an above average... It's like, what? you're clearly just fishing here, aren't you? You're just clearly just looking for women <laughs> to have sex with, with this article. Yeah. Why are you saying you're heterosexual? The doctor recommends a penis pump. I didn't realise they actually worked. I mean, I know it exists because I get an email offering me one at least once a week, but the doctor has recommended in order to, like, help this problem that you would use a penis pump to get the blood flow going back. Also... Think of the positives, silver lining. He could probably do more with it now. Okay, explain. <laughs> explain your workings. I'm not sure I want to, actually. But <laughs> just saying. Again, ironically, more... not a lot of meat on this story. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've asked me to back myself, and no. You know what? It's better because now, now he can do more anal, and, and it'll be better for her, I imagine. Less invasive. Anal will be less invasive. <laughs> I, if only, I have long argued that I should get a penis reduction on the NHS for the sake of my wife's rectum. There you go, Alice. I've gone full. I've backed myself. I've said the thought to the logical end of its conclusion. You've backed onto yourself, more like. I've backed onto myself. That's the problem. We should put that in our Patreon bonus extras. We don't have a Patreon, but I would consider starting one just Patreon bonus extras? Am I right? Someone stop me! That's all the time we have for our long COVID short penis section because now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week our guest editors bring in something to review out of five stars. Finn Taylor, what have you brought in for us today? Well, I start every morning with a bowl of porridge normally and not to reveal too much trade <laughs> secrets, but I like to put some nutmeg and some cinnamon in it. But sometimes I'm hungover uh, or just generally confused and I... You put an accidentally put a different spice in. So I thought I'd review the different permutations of morning porridge with the accidental spices. So first off, we had cumin, which was gross. <laughs> uh, I didn't realise until I had a spoon. I had a second spoon, didn't work, threw it away. The other time I did it was with cayenne pepper, which was 
surprisingly salvageable actually had some honey on it kind of worked sweet spicy i've always thought i might do it again but i've not had the stones to do it and then the third time was turmeric bad bad day didn't eat any breakfast went back to bed cried <laughs> those are three other spices i put in porridge out of five stars cumin two stars kn3 turmeric zero excellent but anti-inflammatory apparently you I i'm not surprised the cumin didn't work because it has the word come in it i just feel like any any food stuff that has the word come in it is going to be a bad vibe there's a place and we drove through it actually it's scotland uh in scotland at the weekend there's a place called um come knock in in scotland uh in the west of scotland and uh it's, it's naming gaelic they recently put a sign up the town naming gaelic which if you thought come knock was bad in gaelic it is come nag that's a girl's name, I think. <laughs> is it? I don't know. There's plenty of men that would like to nag for some cum, I think, that I know. <laughs> come nag. Come nag. I think um, there's, there's, a, there's a place called Luga, like, on the way to come nag, which I'm sort of campaigning to get called pre-cum nag. Um, <laughs> just for shits and giggles. But, yeah. I think the technical term for a cum nag is a dominatrix. Tiff, and it's right. a widely respected profession. What have you brought in uh, for us to review this week? I am going to review the filibuster, and how I'm going to review it is this, I'm just going to talk about it until you all leave gradually um, the Zoom call, <laughs> and then I win. But if you don't know what a filibuster is, any listeners, it's otherwise known as talking a bill to death or talking out a bill, characterised as a form of obstruction in legislature or another decision-making body. We had, I think we came up with it here and the Americans perfected it uh, a bit like the office. You know, like it was, it was a, I think it actually, it began in ancient Rome and they do like kind of call it a form of political stonewalling. So um, there's been a lot of talk in America about getting rid of it. It's time to get rid of the filibuster. And I sort of agree because if I want to lose interest in a guy talking needlessly for hours on end, I just let him stay over after we've had sex. <laughs> uh, it's a two-part process there's the filibuster and the clature which i i like the sound of because filibuster and clature which does sound like a french feminist cop drama which i would totally watch but uh yeah it's um i, th I think it's undemocratic needs reforming i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a two out of five sounds good we've got low ratings on our reviews section uh this week but that's all the time we have for the review section because now it's time for your pop out novak Djokovic quiz section <laughs> Uh, this is a quiz. One question. Is the best ham-handed attempted a witty hashtag nickname for Novak Djokovic? A. Novak's Djokovic. B. Novak Djokovid. C. Nerdvak Jobabob. And D. New Kid Blokovic. <laughs> Submit your answers or, or your own ham-handed quote-unquote satirical misspelling of a public figure's name for a free, bread-free ham sandwich, which is just you holding some ham in your hands, like the prayer hands emoji, but with ham in. Very not kosher. That's all the time we have for that, because now it's time for our UK space launch section. The UK is going to space. Brexit is about to get a sci-fi sequel. Yes, indeed. Apparently when the British look up at the cold, isolating emptiness of space, they think, I'd rather live there. This is about the UK's space program. Tiff Stevenson, can you explain what's going on here? So on May 24th of uh, 2021, the UK government announced that the country will develop 
uh, space launch capability. So a variety of sites have been selected throughout Great Britain. Launch is scheduled to commence as early as summer 2022. Comparatively small launch centres, though. So they're saying don't imagine the Kennedy Space Centre. Don't think about Cape Canaveral. The largest rocket is going to be about 30 metres. Basically, when it comes to the launching dicks into space race, ours are already suffering from long COVID before we've even begun. They're talking about doing it in Presswick. I don't know if you know Presswick. It's, it's actually where my dad was born, so I know quite a lot about Presswick. Uh, it's home of Presswick Airport, where Elvis Presley famously landed. So there's always a lot of chat about that. Uh, which is also the airport that had for many years on the side of it the words pure dead brilliant just emblazoned <laughs> in six foot high letters which is really what you want to see the word dead uh as you're coming into land that that feels comforting so that's that's where they're going for they're going for Presswick and uh, they're going to be launching just small satellites into space and they said demand far outstrips supply at the moment I'm like who's demanding that we shoot these small satellites in into space where, where is the demand coming from so I don't know, but uh, it's Presswick's where it's all happening. Ben Taylor, are you a space nerd? Yeah, man. I was heartened to see that one of the other uh, rocket launch sites is the Shetland Islands because I think humanity's space strategy has been wrong for the last 30, 40 years because it's basically, they've started, they went to the moon and they're like, oh, where else should we go? Mars, whatever. But originally it was how many animals can we get into space you know first of all it was a dog then it was a man then they sort of stopped and i'm like that i want to see every animal on this earth up in space see what it thinks and so i'm just glad that we've got a base in the shetland Islands, so we can send some f-ing ponies up there ponies on the moon cause chaos i i think this should be the new strategy get an elephant into space not because we should but because we can i think the planet is dead never mind climate change planet change let's just give every animal off this rock somewhere else for the sake of it i mean finn taylor and the gritty reboot of noah's ark coming soon to cinemas near you (laughs) i'm into it in other future news this has got to do with the book of dune which has just been bought by by a dow which is an online collaboration of people who want to put their cryptocurrency into buying something big and huge. And they've just bought something hugely big for um, much more money than it was worth. Tiff, can you unpack this story for us? Um, so apparently a group of uh, crypto peeps have bought uh, bought a copy of Dune, a version of Dune. Basically, they bought a copy of a copy and now they think they have the rights to it, which is fun. Like I have a copy of Bram Stoker's Dracula so I can does make movies about the bitey man now. They spent three million dollars on it. <laughs> three million American dollars. Fairness, mine was twelve ninety nine from Waterstone, so a little bit different. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe you know, maybe if I spent that much money on on it, I would think it was my intellectual property. But um, they've been misled. I don't know who by themselves. The seller, I don't know quite what's happened here. They've entirely been misled by themselves. So what they've bought is a, a limited edition copy of Dune, which is worth about 25,000 euros. But they have bought it for 2.66 million euros because they decided that they wanted, you know, they, they collaborated on what they wanted to do with their money, which was to produce an original animated limited series inspired by the book, to make the book public to the extent permitted by law and to support derivative projects from the community, all of which are things that you could do if you had bought the intellectual property rights to the book, not just 
a copy of the book. (laughs) I sympathise with these fellows because I had a similar thing when I bought a vintage copy of the Quran (laughs) at the flea market. I thought I was going to make a cracking animated series, but let me tell you, we ran into problems (laughs) fairly early on, um, not least because the main character couldn't really appear in the thing. Anyway, I got a lot of sympathy for them. Yeah, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. Uh, But pretty obvious. Do you think that would be an obvious thing, Tiff? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the amount of money that started being chucked around would make me think I have something that's unique. Isn't that the point of NFTs that only... Once you own it, you, only you get to own it. So I can kind of see where that confusion has come from. No, no, but, ah, you see, I, I see what the what you, the, you've made the classic rookie error, which is that that, that you own the thing that you buy uh, when it comes to NFTs. But in fact, uh, that is not the case. You 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 just own saying that you own. Um, <laughs> so you don't thing. even own the encryption. They bought an actual copy of the book. Right. They're just an NFT group. Ah, um, okay, right. So it's not, it's, is, is it fungible? Is it fungi? Is it fungi? I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> the book itself is, is non-fungible, but the, the book as a thing is fungible. <laughs> what is fungible? What does fungible mean? Uh, I don't know, but it's growing on me. <laughs> That's all the time we have for our Dune story. That brings us to the end of the show. We're flipping through the ads at the back. Tiff, do you have anything to plug? Yes, I'll be doing, um, well, Old Rope at the Comedy Store, which is once a month. In fact, Finn is on at the next one. February 14th, Valentine's Day. So that's why I booked Finn, because I thought no one sums up. Get out of the house. Get out of the house. Don't want to be here. No one sums up uh, romance more than Finn. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, that's going to be a great show. I have some previews and various other things coming up. A couple of things I can't really announce yet. So just go on my, have a look on my Twitter and my Instagram and you'll see. Excellent. Thank you to our roving reporters, Mike Bertie, who gave us the meat spill story. Samantha Streeter, who gave us the COVID boner killer story. David Tyler Gibson and Robert Burton, who gave us the Dune story. If you would like to be a roving reporter for The Gargle, uh, tweet us at Hello Gargles, which is on Twitter, and you should follow us there. Not just follow all of our uh, magnificent guests, but you should follow all of our magnificent guests. Finn Taylor, have you got anything to plug? I've got a special coming out uh, in the next two or three weeks. Don't know. It'll be on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel for a full hour of stand-up comedy for free. Deal. That is a plug indeed. But can can I buy an NFT of the hour of comedy? I don't know what that is. You keep throwing cryptocurrency and Korean boy bands at me when I'm on this show and I don't know who they are and what's going on. Oh, you can follow me on TikTok. I've got into TikTok. Oh, yeah, me too. I follow you on the yeah, top. Yeah, man, it's f***ing wild. <laughs> it is wild. I've got a clip that's got like 2 million views and it is just people calling each other pedophiles in the comments. <laughs> and I love it. It is like YouTube on steroids. <laughs> I'm all about the talk now. Yeah, I'm on there too. Great place to be. Get on, Alice. Get on the top. I absolutely, absolutely will not be doing that. Uh, You can find me online at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. who wants to make jokes about the Chinese state anyway? It's a great place to be. (laughs) At Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or sign up at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs. All my weekly Tea with Alice salons, which is where we all just get on Zoom and have a nice chat. This is The Gargle. It's a co-production between Alice Fraser and The Bugle. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. And I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.
You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colours, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.